In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for the graces in our lives. We ask you to draw us into your love, into your suffering, into your resurrection. Help us to find deeper conversion, looking to you as our hope. Amen. As many of you know, uh, hopefully all of you, this is a big deal, uh, there was a big tragedy this past week in Baghdad, the city uh, near Mosul. Uh, anybody who's from that area, the, the, the Deshadinwa, the Nineveh Valley, it's right there, next to Karakot, next to Karamlej, next to um, near Terkepe, all these, all our villages and such. So it's really, really tragic. You know, it was a wedding, and there was a fire. Over 100 people have been killed by this fire, died in the fire. But then fires cause burns, and burn victims, as if you don't know this, burn victims, it's a long road and journey to, to recovery from there, and then you can even die to come to those, those uh, wounds. So it's really, really tragic. And um, I was praying with it all week. I tried to avoid any videos because it's just, it's a heavy thing to watch and to experience. And if you, it, as, but as faithful, as followers of Christ, when we see these things, you know, it could have, very easily, these are the kind of things that happen in the world that can draw us away from faith. But we can start questioning our faith, like, where is God in this? Why wasn't God there? Why didn't God prevent it? All these kind of like questions that can easily come to mind that are natural to come to mind. We have to be careful of how we, how we address them. Because I know m- many of people have left the faith of Jesus Christ, have abandoned God, not because of some intellectual conversion that they had, but because of they're angry with God because of a tragedy in their lives or someone else's lives or the world around them, whatever it might have been. And that need not happen. We can continue to be followers of Christ because we can look at this and say, why didn't God prevent it? If God could have prevented this, why didn't he prevent it? Why didn't God prevent Hitler from doing what he did or Stalin from doing what he did? There's a lot of things in our lives that we can look to and say, why didn't God prevent this? Why didn't God prevent this? three-year-old from getting cancer and dying, or my uncle this. There's a lot, and not, not just in the grand scheme of the world, but in our own lives, we can look to and say, well, why? And suffering and death in the Christian life are the ultimate mystery beyond our comprehension. Why does God allow certain things to happen? And what did God prevent that we aren't aware of? Why do I have existence? Why do I die? Why do I resurrect? All the facts of life, the questions of life can become really challenging. Even more so when you hear like the gospel today. This is where the rubber hits the road. Because there's this guy, this man who's sad, distressed, upset, whatever. His son is a medical problem. It turns out it's a demonic problem. And he take him to the apostles, and the apostles couldn't heal, heal him. So he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus quickly rebukes the demon. The demon comes out of him. The son is better. So God and Jesus, incarnate God, has the ability to heal others to fix others. And then the next paragraph of the gospel, the next words out of Christ's mouth are, the Son of Man himself will be delivered up. He will be killed. He will suffer. And he'll resurrect. I will resurrect. Right? So why didn't the God of the universe, why didn't he prevent his own death if it was possible? The suffering that he himself endured. Because that is the conclusion of the mysteries of Christ. The mysteries of suffering is that Jesus Christ himself embraced human suffering and because he embraced human suffering and human loss and human neglect and human everything that goes negative in human life, embraced it, 
And then the resurrection, after this, is where we find our peace and our hope. And it's hard and it's challenging. I understand that. But as Christians, as faithful, as followers of Jesus, this is how we grow in faith and love of God. St. Paul himself said that. right? He lists all the things that he had good in his life, but then he lists all the things that are bad, and the tragedy and the shipwreck and being bitten by snakes, all these things. St. Paul lived a really objectively hard life for the sake of Jesus. And because of Jesus and because of the resurrection of Jesus, it makes sense. It's redeemed so that he can live that, that peaceful life. And it's really challenging. I'm not just here to tell you, like, hey guys, don't be sad, get over yourselves. Jesus is the answer and move on. I understand that it's very difficult and very burdensome and very hard. But it's true. And the truth in Jesus Christ is where we rest our ultimate hope in. In all these terrible, tragic things that could have happened, that did happen, that will happen in our lives, we look to Jesus. For example, today's the memorial in the Roman church, which we live in their world, the memorial of St. Therese of Lisieux. If you don't know St. Therese, she's, she's one of my best friends in heaven. I have a statue of her in my office. Um, she lived, she's a relatively modern saint. We have pictures of her because she was in a convent in France. Her spirituality is one that's called, quote-unquote, little ways, the, the little things we do in our lives. She, she lived her life this way. She lived her, basically her entire adult life in a convent, inside, locked in, praying for Jesus. And she's very, very holy and, interest, and can intercede for us. So the theory is this. We all want to do great things or do amazing things and like go out and be, I don't know, the next pope. I don't know. Right? And like evangelize the world. <clears throat> her methodology was this. Everything I do in my life, every little thing I do in my life, I will do for Jesus. Right? Every little suffering... Every headache I have for you, you're stuck in traffic, you have to do homework, you have to answer emails, you have to do all these things in your life, in your, in your work, you're folding laundry, you're doing dishes. You can do these little things with the love of God. You can do these little things for Jesus. And we can be Christians about it. We can forgive people. We can forgive that one person who we're having a fight against. We can forgive our in-laws, all these things. We can suffer. We can endure suffering. We can watch suffering, we can observe suffering, and we can observe death, or even our own death, and do it with and for God. Every little thing, every day of our lives, every moment of our lives, we can wake up, we can brush our teeth for Jesus, literally, if we allow the grace of God to penetrate our hearts. So even in suffering and even in death, my brothers and sisters, do not allow the tragedies of this world to steal your faith. Don't allow these evils in the world. It's not a good thing. It's not a holy thing. It is an evil. Death is evil. But don't allow it to steal your, your faith or your hope in the resurrection. So when we respond to these things, like this tragedy, let's just focus on this for a second, this tragedy of Baghdad, we respond to them like Christians, like disciples and followers of Jesus, like people who understand and know the resurrection of Jesus, and we respond. How do we respond? We pray. We pray for the victims. We pray for the families. We show our love and support. That could have been us. We're one body in Christ. We're one body of humanity. We support those who are in need, and we love those who are in need. We don't allow anger, which is a normal emotional response to these type of things. You can be angry about this issue, about Baghdad, about your own problems in your own lives, or your own family, or your own suffering, or your own death in your own life. 
be angry, it's fine. But don't be angry at God. Bring God into the anger. Bring God into your frustration. Bring your frustration to God and allow Jesus to walk with you in your path and your journey of suffering, of tragedy, of death, of mourning, whatever it might be. Bring Christ into it. Because we're believers of a God who became man. We're believers of a God who entered into human suffering, into human tragedy, into human death, and resurrected. Our ultimate hope is always in Jesus. For this issue, the next issue, always, forever, Jesus Christ is King. He is the resurrection. Amen.